0: Hello and welcome to the Wedding Dish Podcast. Grab your fork and knife and take a seat at our table as we dish on all things weddings. You'll hear stories and tips from real couples and wedding pros about love, life, and entrepreneurship. I am Sarah Albin, host of The Wedding Dish and CEO of Photos from the Hardy and District Bliss. And today I have my little Frenchie bulldog, Bud, in his podcasting chair. He's snoring away. You might hear him throughout the episode. And I have a super exciting guest today, uh, actually personal friend of mine. Um, I use her services for planning all of my travel. Um, uh, we have been for years, and my <laughs> husband, who um, <laughs> who is a very particular type of Traveler and has very specific things he likes to do. Loves using Jetaway Gurus. Allison Hi. to plan our
1: <laughs> travel. Thank yes, you so I'm much Allison.
0: for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Yes, I've been uh planning Sarah's travel for many years now. And um I think now there's been a resurgence with the travel with travel agents and using them, so I'm excited to talk about uh, honeymoons and how we can elevate the, ha- how we can elevate your travels.
0: Awesome! I am excited. Um, so let's dish. Um, I'd love to have you tell me what are some of the popular honeymoon destinations you're seeing right now. So Greece is always
1: one of the number ones, uh, Amalfi coast. Everybody wants to go to Italy. Every number one destination every single year, Italy, Italy, Italy. (laughs) (laughs) This year, a lot of, uh, Maldives. I think that since that is like the ultimate, uh, the ultimate paradise but also you're so far removed from the rest of the world that's what people want to disconnect Um, and then also last year a lot of Egypt Um, I actually went there last January and I think that one of the one of the tips to think about when you're planning your honeymoon is what are some of these destinations that are usually super, super busy because now they're not. Travel is back, but it's slowly coming back. And so if there is a place that's been on your bucket list, like, for example, the pyramids, usually 70,000 tourists a day. I went last January and there was maybe 500. So there's a really... <laughs> Sarah's face.
0: <laughs> just a wow. I just Roger Rabbit style <laughs> dropped my jaw. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, so you know, I think that lots of clients they emulate kind of places where I have been the past year too. I have, you know, taken advantage of the last year. I was telling Sarah, I've been a legit nomad for 15 months now. I've never done this. I was we were we live in New York City and we're paid a premium rent and I was like let's get a different apartment put our stuff in storage go away somewhere for two months and then we'll find a new apartment and that lasted 15 months (laughs) and within those 15 months I've been to the Maldives the Galapagos um St. Bart, Anguilla, Egypt uh Mexico all over the world and i think a lot of clients feel really comfortable that you've been to those places and then they feel comfortable for me to recommend and send them there especially now
0: that makes total sense how was the galapagos
1: oh my god it was amazing um i personally think safari is like one of the best experiences anybody can have in their life 100 percent it's definitely an investment but it is amazing. And the Galapagos is basically safari of the sea. And it was my first time in a while that I did kind of a cruise, a four day small luxury cruise, which last year, you know, you would think, wait, cruising? (laughs) (laughs) But that's what you do there. And it was wonderful. You are so remote and far removed that, it's shut you literally feel you're on a different planet and you can get so close to wildlife there seals and birds and penguins it's just it's it was it was amazing in you know right now all the um luxury cruises aren't as full some of them have some great opportunities <laughs> to travel there because it is an investment and it takes a long time to get there you know I had to go from New York to Miami Miami to Quito for Quito to the Galapagos so it's definitely a trek <laughs> but worth it <laughs>
0: that's amazing that's always been on my bucket list um, um, I- let's get you there <laughs> <laughs> next spot. <laughs> right, <got> it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so what are some things that like people should consider when they're planning their honeymoon? So whether it be the destination or the type of honeymoon, or, um, what are some of the things you see you, you would recommend people really like look inside themselves before planning?
1: Uh, I think that you need to check weather, number one. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> good. good. I think a
1: lot, I, it, you have no idea how many times I have clients come to me and they're like, I want to go to the Maltese Coast in March. And I'm like, mm, well, you can only go there May through early October, so <laughs> that's not going to work. Or traveling to Asia or somewhere during hurricane season, you definitely want to look. You know what is high season, low season, and honestly, I think shoulder season usually is the best. It's kind of in between those seasons, but you definitely don't want to be traveling somewhere where you have the potential to have rain every single day. <laughs> um, yeah. Another place, another uh, another thing to think about is logistics. Uh, how 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 long do you have time to go somewhere, and how long does it take to get there? Uh, you know, again, I have clients that are like, "I want to go to the Maldives for five nights," and uh and it takes nineteen plus hours to get there. <laughs> sometimes that just doesn't make sense, so we usually pivot. Sometimes you know um, to somewhere much closer, like the Caribbean or Mexico, if that is the case. And then another one is having a realistic budget like there are like a multi-coast is amazing but it is one of the most exclusive areas in the world so you definitely need to have the budget for it and I know that a lot of people kind of get sticker shocked (laughs) when you hear that a hotel room is over a thousand euros a night but you know you just need to kind of do your research and make sure that um you know, you're aligned with those
0: three aspects. I think that's really important. Um, especially because once you set your heart on something, mm-hmm. then to get sticker shock or to realize, you know, you're going to spend two thirds of the amount of time getting there that you have yeah. to travel there. And then also that it's expensive. Yep. Um, I
1: mean, and you know, sometimes, you know, Clients with their heart set up somewhere, and we make it work. You know, if that is having to get creative and making it two stops and maybe do them off the Amalfi Coast for a little bit, but then, you know, do Tuscany for, you know, the majority, or, you know, just taking more vacation time. Yeah. <laughs> Which Americans hate to do. <laughs> I,
0: we actually, um, so you know this, but Philippe and I usually travel like four to six weeks out of the year um and I think you like when we travel so we're looking at potentially doing um we're we're looking at a, a trip with my family, which is complicated in its own way right. because <laughs> my parents are getting older. They have a lot of opinions they also don't understand that they're getting older. So they think that they can like do some things they can't do and, or shouldn't do, or will regret doing afterward. <laughs> um, but we like to piggyback it. So if we're going, let's say to Cairo um and then, then, you know, we will stack the Maldives on the backside or right. the front side of that trip. Um, and then it makes it, you know, at least then you're traveling for, you're staying longer, but you're saving that extra leg.
1: A hundred percent. And I think it's important to have time. I have to, I do that too. It's time if you're going to be with your family to have some alone time to decompress. Yeah, <laughs> and. And you have that real vacation at the end, so you don't get home, and you're like, oh my God, I need a vacation from my vacation. Yes. (laughs) Which tends to sometimes happen when you travel with your family.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that can definitely happen. And we have a lot of big personalities in my family, so... um... We just did that when we went to Mexico, actually. We were with Philippe's family in Puerto Vallarta. And then Allison helped us stack on the backside a little bit of time in Punta Mita. So Philippe and I were alone for four, six days. Yeah, five, nine, six days. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you remember more than that. <laughs> Well, it's a
1: good thing you don't remember. That means you were so relaxed that you didn't even know what the time was. <laughs> <laughs>
0: My job was done. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it was funny, actually. Um, so we went snorkeling, and they didn't really give us like a lot of insight on snorkeling. And we, you get to like at the resort you booked us at, we got to borrow the snorkel gear. Mm-hmm. Well, because of COVID protocols, they don't give you the snorkel itself, <laughs> <laughs> so we had no snorkel so it's just swimming, but I did not realize how much harder it is to snorkel without a snorkel because you're bringing your neck all the way up. So it's like using your abs and your neck in a different way. And we were so sore from.
1: (laughs) Maybe you started a new workout.
0: (laughs) I I was like, well, we just worked off all those, that guacamole I housed
1: earlier. (laughs) oh my god that's hilarious
0: (laughs) yeah it was (laughs) um so back to
1: honeymoons
0: (laughs) so if you're an adventure lover um what would you recommend when like looking into honeymoon destinations
1: um if you're an adventure lover like i do recommend uh one would to be to use a travel agent would be one thing in case anything does happen they can help you while you're traveling and anything happens. Um, You can hike and like twist an ankle or something like that. Or I had a client once they were in Laos, which is very adventurous and their um, appendix burst and we had to like medevac them home. So when things that happen, like you have somebody to help you. you just, uh, everything else for adventure. I mean, it just really depends on where you're going and making sure, I think one of the big things is to be culturally conscious of where you're going. Uh, for example, I was saying I was in Egypt, and I think that's a venture paradise, and you have to make sure that you're wearing, you know, if you're a woman clothes that cover your ankles and your elbows and your shoulders, you know, you have to be very conscious of that, even though it's hundred degrees outside and maybe you're hiking. So making sure that you're having, I think layers, <laughs> you're respecting the culture um, and, um, you know, doing your research of what you might need for that destination for packing there um i'm about to go to peru to go hiking uh part of the inca trail in march and it's it's a um a job of its own is figuring out how can i get everything i need in one carry-on bag because that's how i travel <laughs> <laughs> and it is layering it is um uh, great hiking shoes, and it is making sure that I, um, you know, are respectful to the indigenous cultures that we will uh, be in contact with.
0: That's such a great point. Um, I think, you know, that that's something that Americans often get a bad rap for. um, Because, if you don't go in knowing that you need to be culturally conscious and then you meet objections when you've arrived um it i have seen it go terribly wrong <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> not even that it could be uncomfortable for you you know like some cultures it's just it's how like when like let's say for I guess. I guess. For example, Egypt, like to holler at a woman, like that is something that they do culturally. They don't think that's disrespectful. But if you are coming from the Amer- from the U.S. and you're you're wearing like very short shorts and like you're not dressed appropriately. That can that can make you uneasy and they might follow you or might like want to talk to you, you know, these men, and you might not uh feel comfortable that way. So I think that is just another thing to think about. That's
0: a that's a really important thing. Um I, and to piggyback on that as a redhead. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Be aware of how much sun you might be getting if you are going basically to the surface of the sun and wearing short (laughs) shorts and tank tops. (laughs) (laughs) I would just burst into flame. (laughs) Oh my god.
1: <laughs> I, I, I get can picture of my boyfriend, and he's not a redhead, but he is Irish, so he has very similar skin. <laughs> and it's definitely happened. <laughs> We're like, one day, you're just so red in the neck that you can't even move because you're so sunburned. So
0: <laughs> yes, and then you get dehydrated, too.
1: Yes, that is important
0: very important yeah yeah when we went to Cambodia I had I took like a lot of linen like long sleeve things and um and pants and stuff because you were like Sarah you're going to be getting a lot of sun it's going to (laughs) be hot but you got to choose the right fabrics (laughs) (laughs) that is for sure (laughs) Um, so, what's your favorite beach or resort style honeymoon destination right now?
1: That's a hard question, of course, but I am loving the Maldives. I've actually been three times and twice this year. <laughs> <laughs> so, I really like it. <laughs> um, you know, it's just so special to be so remote. And all you see is water and all you're surrounded by is water and all you're in is water. Like you're, it's just your brain. It just re reconnects, you know, cause you're just, you're kind of one with earth. I feel like it's the same when you're like in the desert or you're in a jungle or you're in a forest. Uh, but here you have like the luxurious luxury on top of that. <laughs> but it's just, It's just true paradise, and if you've never been to a one resort, one island, so that means it's a resort on a private island, you've never really experienced paradise, and there's only a handful of places in the world where you can do this, you know, you can do it in Mozambique, you can do it actually in Cambodia, you can do it in the Maldives, you can do it in Bora Bora, Uh, there's there's some more places, Malaysia and places like that, but it's so special to be on a private island just surrounded by water and being able to walk the whole, the whole island, be able to explore the whole place, swim and snorkel around it, kayak around it, you know. Expect, and, you know, it's usually a very nice, luxurious resort as well. So just having these added amenities and service is just spectacular.
0: I love that. I'm so ready.
1: <laughs> That's your trip after the Galapagos.
0: We may need that to adopt. Yeah. <laughs> we may need to adopt this nomad lifestyle of what you speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So um. What are some recommendations that you have for structuring your honeymoon, like the schedule of your actual honeymoon?
1: I think it's really important not to overpack your schedule. I think that's the number one of the number one things. I think that, that clients or people, clients try to do and people do is to have something planned every single second of your honeymoon. I love to have things scheduled. That's kind of one of the reasons how I got into this industry. Like, I loved to travel and I loved to book my travels. And people, my friends would come to me for help, and it would be scheduling, you know, making sure you're scheduling your day, but putting rest and relaxation in that day. You know, I think that, of course, there will be a few activities that will probably have to be full day excursions where you're where you're traveling to but i would try to make most of them half day excursions and then the morning or the afternoon time to rest. You don't want to be on the go so much that you feel like your honeymoon is a job cuz that's not fun. <laughs> and i think it's really important too is to have that balance of adventure, relaxation and culture. Slash food because some some destinations don't really have that cultural aspect to it. it Maybe more food, but um, I think that it's important. Like to go to like for example to go to the Maldives let's say you're gonna be there for 10 days, to have nothing to do for 10 days, yes, it's great, but I think you'll get bored. So it's great to have, you know, snorkeling, some kayaking, maybe you can go on a private island and have a picnic, go on a boat, you know, schedule a couple things peppered in so you have things to look forward to, and, um, but still have that balance of relaxation.
0: That's a great, great tip also the way my preferred travel mode
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know it's just so funny because i get it a lot of a lot of people they want to travel somewhere and in their head they think i'm never going to go back and i want to get as much done as possible and yes we will try to show you as much as possible but you really need to enjoy yourself and have that time to relax as well especially if you're spending the money to stay in a nice hotel. You want to make sure that you're using it and taking advantage of it as much as possible.
0: Yes. Yes. And <laughs> you know, you don't want it like your honeymoon isn't the time where you want you want to have your feet like hurting so bad from touring, 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 touring and then like packing in. I always think of it as um when I backpacked, I think I had like eight hours in Rome. Um so I packed everything in Rome into that eight hours and my feet were like swollen. They hurt so bad. And I, that is like, I will never do that to myself again. <laughs> I have the ability to go back to Rome anytime I want. There right. is no reason that I needed to pack every single thing in. And we actually skipped Vatican City. So, um, cause we you didn't have the, you can't do
1: Rome and Vatican City all in eight hours. Oh my God. No. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely we, yeah, we were just in uh, Italy in October and like, it was the same thing. My, my boyfriend was like, let's just try to do it in one day. I'm like, nope, half day Coliseum, three hours for the tour guide. next day, Vatican City on our own. <laughs> Relaxing and getting some uh, cocktails at night.
0: <laughs> and exactly. <laughs> put the feet up, put, yeah. relax. <laughs>
1: it's important (laughs) but again it's also important to not just be doing nothing the whole time too you know there is a fine balance because you also don't want to get somewhere and think oh my god did I just fly all the way here just to lay around and do nothing (laughs) (laughs) which of course part of your trip needs to be that but uh, I think that there is a fine balance and I think the balance is something that it depends on the destination and it also depends
0: on how long you're gonna be traveling for. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay to sit in your hotel room. Like when we were in Japan, um, wherever you booked us, I can't remember Canada, what it was, was
1: that the one in Tokyo? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: So this is years ago, by the way, at this point. When did we go? Like twenty sixteen?
1: <laughs> 17 or 18. Yeah, it was a while ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you still remember, which is quite impressive. Um, But the view was insane. It was so cool. And it because we were so high up, we were like on the 66th floor or something might have been higher than that
1: yeah and you their view is the tokyo tower the orange Mm -hmm. tower in the center of the city yeah um no that's a special hotel and just to you know part of the experience is just sitting there and looking out and having a drink and just admiring the beauty of where you are
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and i had never let myself sit and relax in a hotel room before um i remember you
1: emailed me and told me that you were like I just sat and looked out the window for two hours and it was amazing.
0: <laughs> like watch the weather roll in over the water. I mean, it was so cool.
1: Yeah, and you know what? If you were on the go and not that high up and not in that beautiful room, you wouldn't have like seen all of that. Yeah. No.
0: No. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Well, we are going to take a super fast break on the wedding dish, and we will be right back with Allison of Jetaway Guru talking all things honeymoon. And we are back on the wedding dish. I am your hostess with the most is Sarah Alipin. And I'm joined today with my favorite travel slash honeymoon expert, um, the woman behind Jetaway Guru Allison.
1: Hi! <laughs> <laughs>
0: We were talking a little bit on the break about how it's just, she shares so much great content and this has been really like helpful, I think, for thinking about traveling. I'm really excited now. I feel like we need to plan a trip.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will wait for your text. <laughs> I can just email the for you. I'll be like, I have the list going. <laughs> I have your credit card. We're all good. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. Um okay, so um what are some like pro travel tips you have for planning your honeymoon?
1: Uh pro travel tips for planning your honeymoon. I mean, I think we kind of uh went through a lot of them. It would be weather, you know, look at that. It would be um not to overplan. Um I think that also not to over plan in how many stops you're going somewhere. If you're going to Italy and you only have a week, maybe two stops, not three or five. Okay, though. Know? Um, I hate unless it's, unless it's your first night or last night on a trip, I hate a one night stop in the middle of a trip. Like, I just think that you don't get time to see where you are traveling to even two nights that gives you one full day. I think um, something that I see a lot is a lot of clients want to, you know, they want to travel to Greece and Italy. And it's just like, why don't you just travel to one and, you know, take advantage of the culture and really immerse yourself in one, you know, one location, because every single region is so completely different, you know, Tuscany to the Amalfi Coast to like the northern, the northern region of Italy. It's all very, very different. Why try to pack that in into a week and then like do the same in Greece where you can really, you know, take advantage of where you're, taking all that time to travel to and spending all that money to be there (laughs) without rushing.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, and you probably remember, um, this was years and years ago, but Philippe and I took three weeks and we did Italy, um, excluding, uh, the islands. We did, we did Sicily, or actually maybe we did do Sicily. We did do Sicily on that trip. Um, (laughs) So we did Sicily, we flew into Sicily and then we flew up to Munich and rented a car and drove down and we stopped at the Dolomites and we stopped in Tuscany. um, And we did like, we did Venice on that trip, but three weeks was an appropriate amount of time in order to cover that that amount of territory. And I feel like three weeks is still not enough sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of things we missed, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it's funny, I would say, I want to say about five years ago,
1: uh, Brian boyfriend and I decided that we were going to take a month off. This is before we were nomads, take a month off and because we can, I can work from anywhere and he can kind of work a little bit um, every year to go somewhere. And even when you travel somewhere for a month, you get there and you realize there's so much more you're can't even like get a vent, you know, you can't even take advantage of. We went to uh, Sri Lanka for a month and like we even didn't even get to go to the middle like tea land portions for as long as we wanted because there was so much else to see that you would think such a tiny little island would not be packed with so many like so many interesting gems, but they are, you know? So I think it's really important to like not rush and really you know, jump into the destination that you are trying to travel to.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and probably the other thing that you mentioned that you didn't call out as a pro tip, but it is such, such a pro tip. One layering and two packing <laughs> everything in a carry on. Yeah,
1: <laughs> for sure. I get, I can pack a month's trip in a carry on like, Something just made as a woman. I mean, Brian, his clothes he wears the same five things every day. So he, <laughs> even though he take, he he takes a big double bag and I take a a small carry on that can like with multitudes of outfits. I think that one of the things is also like you like I, I guess I had mentioned, but you said layering but also just make your clothes kind of go together, like have like a theme, like have like, you know, if you can layer it and make it look cute, like you can, you can just, you can keep on wearing the same things over and over, you know, if you just have like a, a, you know, if you're wearing khakis and purples and pinks, you know, or something like you can just keep on wearing those clothes and you don't need to have a million different outfits. And one pair of high heels if you need high heels <laughs> I don't even pack them anymore not at nope. all I, don't wear them. I think it's a waste I think it's a waste of space but if you do wear them and you need them just one you don't need you don't need a million pairs of shoes that will take yeah. up so much of your bag and wear your hiking shoes or your sneaker like whatever your biggest shoes wear them on the plane with you so you can room
0: in your bag I was just thinking that because I travel with my um one of my favorite pairs of shoes is this anti-fatigue um pair of boots that I have and um so they're essentially like sneakers boots but they look like really cute I always fly in them because they're they take up way too much room in my suitcase Mm -hmm. there's no way (laughs)
1: Yep, 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 wear Yep, I do the same thing. Like, even if sometimes I have to wear my hiking shoes on the plane, and like, I hate it, but I'm just like, it, whatever, it's one day. No, <laughs> no reason to know.
0: Yeah, it'll. you Nobody will make it through me. just fine. The other thing I do is I take the um, slippers you get at some hotels, like the super flat ones, I take those with me when I fly, and then I put those on on the plane. Well, that's so smart. Because they're like flat and crappy and you can just throw them out afterward, but they're perfect for the flight.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I've been doing, um, I've been going to this float tank in Brooklyn and they give you these socks with this plastic at the bottom so you don't slip. So I keep on working those on the plane. I'm like, oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Definitely worth the price of admission to have these these socks. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> that's such a good point. It's such a good point. Um, so, what are um, what are some important things to take with you on your honeymoon that might be something that you overlook or like? You know, um, obviously you're taking some sort of camera because we all have it on our phone now, Um, but there are certain things I feel like I always forget when I travel um, and I feel like honeymoons are kind of a different type of travel. So do you have any recommendations for things to like make sure you bring with you?
1: Um, If you're going somewhere, I guess even beach, um, uh, insect repellent, I feel like that's something that I forget sometimes and that I get somewhere and I'm like, Ugh, why did I not bring this? And if you don't like to use in- insect repellent, you can get lemongrass oil. It does the same thing, but it's natural. And I just think it definitely will make your like, dinner on the beach or your romantic walk or like, if you're in the jungle or on safari, it's just like you're just going to have a much better time than you being scratchy and like being itchy (laughs) and having wealth all over you. (laughs) I think that's a really important one. Um, I think also to get uh, Cipro, which is kind of a antibiotic that the travel doctor can give you. And that's just something, if you don't feel good, you can just take it and it will help and upset your stomach or anything like that. I've definitely had to use it before. I I got a cola in Mexico once and like I'm glad I had it. <laughs> and you know, and things like that happen sometimes when you're traveling to exotic places and it doesn't mean anything bad about the place. It's just they have different bacteria than we do in the United States. It's the only thing. <laughs> yeah. It's not it's not to say that they're like there's anything wrong with it and I think that sometimes people get scared like I have plans like you got a cola and you'll go back to Mexico and I'm like yes I love Mexico it's what I'm going next week actually it's one of my favorite places in the world like <laughs> I will never not go there because I got sick once
0: <laughs> we have different immunities to things here, you know, stuff that you're continually uh, exposed to. And it is interesting though, because that I have seen that be people's reaction as well. Um, Mm -hmm. and of course when we went to Thailand, I forgot all of the stuff that that was one of the (laughs) things that I forgot was like the, um, anti-diarrheal thing that the travel doctor recommended that I got. Luckily we did not need any of that stuff, but I was like the whole time wondering where it could have possibly gone in my bag. And then we got home and it was sitting on the table.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: we were really lucky. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. I think that that's kind of some of the most important stuff. It's just kind of, you know, those little things that you don't think you're going to need, but I think, you know, i I think insect propeller is like one of the big, you can use it anywhere in the world and you really need it. And you don't want to like, you want to be comfortable. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Philippe, um, when he was in middle school, like the worst time of your life is (laughs) in middle school. And they went to either Tahiti or Fiji. I can't remember which one this happened in. Um, He got mosquito bites all over his face. (laughs) Poor baby Philippe.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sure he learned his lesson now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then another thing, like you were saying, um, suntan lotion if you need it for sure, you know, and your research if you need like altitude medicine stuff like that. When you just think it's just, you'll figure it out there, <laughs> or you don't, you don't think you need it because you're healthy and your body d- doesn't need it, and. Just, just pack it. You know, just yeah. E sickness pills. It could really make or break your time away. You know.
0: Yeah. And you might not be able to get it once you're there. And even if it's a short time, I mean, I realize yes, I am a redhead as I say this, but um, I went on the boat ride around um, Manhattan one time and I forgot sunscreen and I got such a bad burn and it like ruined that like you know the next week and a half of my life plus my skin right yeah <laughs> but, um but you we didn't have the ability to get it like that you're right. just kind of stuck once you're there so it's better to be prepared with those staple items yep uh
1: that's what i would think for sure <laughs> yeah
0: yeah for sure and,
1: um uh what is it called a adapt like the adaptive plugs the yeah the adapters (laughs) yeah the adapters I think that's something to 100% bring because if you don't if you're not properly juiced up how can you take your photos or you know check your email or anything like that and sometimes you forget about it until you get to the airport and you need to pay $35 for one
0: yeah and (laughs) And it's it's like seven (laughs) dollars exactly and it's like the chunky one where you have Mm -hmm. to it's like seven different things that you're now lugging because you had to pay $30 for (laughs) it and you refuse to ditch the ones you don't need for the countries you're not going to
1: (laughs) And always have an extra one. I feel like I always forget one somewhere, and then I'm like, "Oh my god, thank goodness I had this second one." Because I don't know, I need to be my computer needs to be charged every day at work while I travel. So if I was not, if I lose a adapter, I'm screwed. So (laughs) yeah.
0: Yeah. The other thing we take, so funny, I'm like picturing my suitcase in my head. We take a wine key with us um, when it's a checked bag because you can't right. travel with a wine key in the cabin. Um, but we take a wine key with us because if you like, if you're, let's say, going to hike to a waterfall or something and you want to take some wine with you and have like a picnic, then. um yeah yeah and a refillable water bottle too yeah
1: yes i I think now i think that so many properties and i think people are being more conscious with refillable water bottles i think that for sure on the plane where you're going i think it's just really smart to have and it's um it's uh you know you're environmentally safe which i think is a plus
0: yeah, for sure. Plus then, you know, you're not getting hung over after you've had a picnic <laughs> with your wine. <laughs> I know why we really need it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Allison, tell me what is your favorite travel destination? Uh, I think that's really hard, a very
1: hard question, because I think every destination has something wonderful about it. But if I was going to recommend traveling to somewhere for so everyone to go, it would be a safari. I just think, I mentioned it earlier, I just think it's the best investment and experience that somebody can have. Like, just being able to see these animals in person that you've seen on TV and you grew up reading about and looking at pictures and learning the sounds (laughs) that they make, you know, and seeing them in zoos and stuff like that. It's just, it's incredible. And Africa is just so beautiful. Every single country is very different. So that's very broad. (laughs) It's very broad what I'm saying, but um, I just think going on a safari it's just also the experience the you know if you're at a luxury lodge just the experience and the thoughtfulness and the service is incredible and just having that every day is just a completely different adventure and every day like you can see you know, a a mom a mother leopard with her babies one day and then you might see a lion killing a hyena the next or something. Like it's just it's incredible. It really is. And I think that if you like wildlife and you like adventure that you have to put it on your bucket list for sure. And if you're not that type of person, then I think the one resort, one island, which I was mentioning before, is another great experience that it's really special because most people haven't traveled like that before. And it's a very, very um, unique experience to be able to be on a private island and no one else can get on. (laughs) And just usually they're just in the most beautiful location. So
0: I think that
1: those two experiences are top of my list.
0: I love that. That's so great so great um clearly you are a wealth of knowledge on traveling <laughs> well thank you <laughs> well that is all we have time for today thank you so much everyone for tuning into the wedding dish and allison thank you for being here for sharing thank all you. of your knowledge where can people find you online uh you can go to my website at jetawayguru guru
1: j-e-t-a-w-a-y guru g u r u or on instagram at jediway dot travel um that is where you can find me or uh guru at gmail.com you can email me <laughs>
0: awesome and obviously I highly recommend her she has planned all of our things so um, Allison again thank you so much for being here and while you all are going over and following jetawayguru.travel on Instagram you can also follow at the wedding dish podcast we will be um, sharing all kinds of cool stuff from this episode um, and we are always sharing all kinds of really cool things and you can hit our website at the uh, theweddingdishpodcast.com Um, where we'll have show notes you can get to allison's instagram and website from there too um you can apply to be a guest you can donate to us so we can keep bringing you juicy tips and tricks um and um you can find us on pretty much every podcasting platform so uh make sure you follow rate and review um The only uh, caveat to that is we last week, I pulled us off of Spotify um, and to super quickly address that. um, I think it's just important to um, put my money where my mouth is and I do not support hate speech or racism in any capacity and I cannot support a platform that does. So um, you can no longer find us on Spotify, but we are everywhere else. And until we meet again, cheers.